Welcome to the Dumb Weebs Podcast. I am Vlord GTZ, and with me I have my fellow weebs. First up, we have Alien. No, we don't. I'm dead, and I'm back. And then I yeah, died so we again. brought you back to life. Problem solved. And now I'm back again. I don't like this world line. Why do I have to fix everything? I don't know. Because reasons. I think you're the sane one. <laughs> also with us, we have Laser Kid. Hi, I'm also alive for now until I get killed later. Yeah, I, I feel that's uh, all of us. I mean, how are you also holding up, fellow weeb J-Mac? Uh, I mean, I'm doing pretty well. <laughs> For now. For now, that, that's the key word. I was so tempted to put on a Roswell voice for that, you have no idea. Do it. <laughs> Fucking do it. Do it. <laughs> well, I'm doing well. Holy shit, that's actually really good. I'm gonna die. Oh god. Whoa. Do better next time. I'm gonna uh, kill you now. <laughs> <laughs> I see what you did there. I see what you did there. Eh, <laughs> uh, still ain't the same as 20 last year. Or Ray Chase. Mm-hmm. I only know the sub voices, alien. Anyway, the last weed is Meowth. Yes, our resident serial killer extraordinaire. Yes, I am here, and I just want to say fuck you, Lord, for making me watch that season. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, come on. ReZero is good enough to justify talking about half a season. Plus, it's split core anyways. Well, So it's like you're watching two seasons. Sorta. No, it's not. If I waited... Like, uh, when season two is supposed to be out? Uh, well, April. Yeah, if or I not w- April, January. I don't. I don't know my dates anymore. January. Yeah, if I waited until like in April, I would have had twenty-four episodes to watch, not twelve. I mean, yes, but to counterpoint, it's re-zero. Yeah, but it's not like you either, you know. Okay, that, that's also a good counterpoint. I, I secede. All hail our new ruler, Allison. But yeah, anyways, we're talking about uh, ReZero Season 2 Part 1. A good 13 episodes of depression. Hooray. Hooray. Hooray yeah, and, uh, I mean, this was uh, longly anticipated. I mean, like... God, season one came out like... 2016. Yeah, 2016. It's been four years. Like, holy crap. Reminds me of the way between Attack on Titan season one and season two. Okay. That long for me because I started watching when the dub happened a couple years ago, but still, it's a long time. Five years. Just so I'm aware, season two part one is literally just the episodes that are released so far, right? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Because season two is like. For a second, I'm like, wait, are we only reviewing half the season? <laughs> Hold on. <laughs> we're, we're just gonna pick I mean, six episodes and throw the others in the trash. Yeah. Okay. I mean, in a sense, it is technically half the season, but. Yeah. The other half doesn't happen until like December. 
Yeah, it's doing the same bullshit that Fate Stay, whatever the fuck it's called, usually does. Which Fate? There's like 20 of them. (laughs) Yeah, that's why I said Fate Stay, whatever the fuck it's called. I mean, that's fair. I mean, yeah, Blade Works and Zero did that. Another thing about Zero's cliffhanger was really weird, because I think the first core ended in the middle of a fight. Oh yeah, it did. But I didn't really... (laughs) I didn't really care about that because it took me like five years to watch the series anyway, so it was already all out. Yeah, I watched it like when it was all out. Um, but yeah. we didn't do that with this show because it's ReZero. Yeah. Even because- though Allison wants to murder me because we did. I'm also semi-mad at you for that. But See? for a slightly different reason because I was watching the dub and then you made me watch half the dub and then go, go back and binge the rest of so I could be on this episode. I did make you do it, but yeah, did. I did that <laughs> by choice. Lord locked me in the dungeon like Garfield and told me to watch the series. Oh my god, <laughs> no! Yeah, but Alien Roswell was Neo in the sub version. I mean, I can't turn into Tony the Tiger like Garfield, though, so it's not as cool. Honestly, though, honestly, I mean, I just I watched the dubs on my own or by my own choice after watching those subs because and I actually got a lot of new context for a lot of the things that happened in them. So I'm actually kind of happy that I did. Yeah, I mean, Resale in general is one of those shows where like I think you get more context every time you watch it, which is nice. But uh, I should probably go into like kind of the main meat of this season. Like, obviously, we're not going to recap anything, but. Mm-hmm. Like so much to say, we just yeah, go forever. <laughs> there's too much to say. Yeah. Um, uh, and yeah, like, but the big TLDR. thing I think at, at the beginning of the season though was the fact that uh, Rem was basically written out of the show. Uh, uh, <laughs> so sad. Who's Who? Rem? J-Mac, I don't I'm know. Go over like, to your house and I'm going to murder like, you and then reset time if you. Ah. So so Rem seems to be this girl that was important to Subaru, but she just looks like a rip-off Ram. <laughs> like, I don't know, like... Hey, hey, you all watch the show. Even even Ram knows she's her sister. She's just like, I have no, I don't know who this person is, but I can feel it in the blood. This is my sister. So don't give me that. <laughs> I'm gonna know, get your games. <laughs> you're gonna play games, I'm gonna play games right back. here defending the pallet swap with bigger so boots. So the... <laughs> The, no, yeah, I the, am the, a dumb weed, that's why the, I'm here. Yeah, the Stin okay, Archbishop okay. of Me Gluttony uh, ate her identity and memory, and people's memory of her. Yeah. I wish, so, I wish you could eat my identity and memories and no one knows me. But yeah, I mean, but like, you'd then I, be like an unconscious empty shell in a coma, so I mean... That's yeah, the that, point! That Fair. <laughs> I mean, I guess some people are into that, but no, seriously, like, the first episode of this season really throws a lot at you. Not only do we get introduced to two archbishops that don't really appear for the rest of the season, but, like, yeah, Rem is What's kind of out of the picture now, and, like, yeah, Subaru has, like, gained a lot of confidence from the previous arc, but you see so much of it just crashing down, because, like, the per- one of the people that he was closest to, like, his mm-hmm. number two is gone Epi- now. Yeah. Episode one, one reminds you that you're genuinely yeah. 
Episode one reminds you that you're still watching ReZero. <laughs> yeah, and it's so f- funny, too, in retrospect, because, like, in the novels, that chapter where Rem goes into a coma is literally, like, the chapter right after where season one ends. It's it's so funny how that season just ended, like, oh, everything's happy now. Subaru's gonna have a good life. And nope. then season one's like, nope, we lied to you. Nothing is happy here. I mean, if you think it gets better after that, you're watching the wrong show. Yeah, I mean, the weird part is there are some genuinely, like, heartfelt moments in the season, too, because, like, it's it's still kind of a battle um, between Subaru and, and himself at times, but, like, you can definitely see that he's grown a lot. Like, there's that whole first trial where he has to confront his past, and, like, we get, like, an actual backstory for like what he was like in the like human world which is interesting because like you see like you don't see like a lot of isekai stories actually um focusing on that aspect of things at times and i'm really kind of uh fascinated by how like re-zero kind of handles it because it's like oh crap yeah this is why subaru is acting this way in like the fantasy world and like yeah, he's kind of trying to come to terms with the fact, like, oh, shit, I'm never going to see my parents again. Like, I want Um, to be better mm -hmm. for them, but, like, I I won't Mm -hmm. ever be able to show them how much I've grown. I I think one of the most important things about that segment, and also just about season two as a whole, season one was all about Subaru's loneliness and being kind of the sole bearer of his burden, um, and like feeling like everything, like he had the weight of the whole world on his shoulders and his, his alone. And even in that, uh, even in that little memory segment, um, we see that, you know, a lot of that does come from his past where like, Oh, you're just like your dad. You're just like your dad. You're just like your mom. You know, he struggled to be his own person kind of. And then like, he wanted his dad to berate him for not going to school and not, he wanted his dad to berate him for being a failure. But his dad didn't. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think that's definitely kind of on the money there. Mm -hmm. And yeah, I think like a part of the part of this season too, is also kind of Subaru kind of trying to fight that feeling of just like putting everything on himself, but it's painted in a much different way. Like, yeah, he's delegating things off a little bit now, but, like, he's now missing the point in other areas. And I think the big one here this season is kind of, like, his own self-worth. Like, you see him, like, trying to use uh, Return by Death more strategically, um, relying on it more and kind of being like, okay, I can, like, use it to do trial runs, do all these different things. But then, like... It's not until, like, near the end of the season where you really realize, like, wait, this is super unhealthy. <laughs> well, it, it's, it, well, he doesn't realize. It's kind of forced upon him. So in the second trial, um, he is shown the aftermath of each of his deaths. Uh, sad drool. That was, that was actually really, really good. I was like, yeah. That was... It just Powerful. made me realize it's like, oh shit, yeah, like he actually does die. I was like, I, and I always wondered in season one, I was like, I wonder what happens in those world lines after he dies. 
And then the second season is just like, oh, hey, here you go. And I'm just like, oh, hey, thanks. This is good content. I'm going to fucking everything. Everything makes sense now. now. Like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna that, fucking die now. I'm gonna yeah. sit in the corner and cry now. Thanks. <laughs> like that. That's one of the things I was really happy with with this season too. Like we get a lot of answers on how exactly Return by Death actually works, and I think the biggest aspect of it for me that I really found interesting is how like it's very much meant to protect Subaru and Subaru only. Like, there's uh, one scene that they kind of cut out of the anime, but it's uh, one where Subaru is looking at Rem, like, inside, um, I think, Krush's mansion, and he tries to take a dagger, slit his own throat, but when he does it, the Return by Death just sends him a few seconds back to right before, like, the knife hit his throat. And hmm. it kind of exemplifies the fact that, like, yeah, Subaru's using this power for something it's not meant for. And there's kind of the Im- implication, like, it's all based on just the Witch of Envy's whims. Like, in theory, like, she could just take away the power and Subaru could be screwed. Yeah. But it's, like, also benefiting her in a way, in whatever way we don't know, but... Mm-hmm. It's I, I, this interesting back and forth where it's like, okay, yeah, Subaru has like quote unquote unlimited usage of this power, but how unlimited is that? And I'm like, what to what degree can he use it and not just lose oh yeah, no, the power it, whatsoever? He, it like it does like actually like in not, not even in. Oh, go ahead, Meowth. I can see why they would cut that for TV hearing because yeah. that would like self suicide with a knife and there's no way. I mean, he already did that. He did that. Uh, when he, yeah. When yeah. He found her, so he that, that had already happened. Yeah, yeah like they, 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 had similar, they had a similar they scene it. in the anime. Um, Nakatsuki, yeah. the creator, explained this on Twitter that they decided to change that scene to a scene where uh, the moment that Subaru sees Ram, or not Ram, Rem in the coma. He tries to kill himself and then sent back to the carriage instead. Which would show kind of the inevitability of that event as well as just, yeah. Yeah, yeah you're, you're stuck with it. Yep. As well as yeah. illustrate the, you, like, the uselessness of return by death in this situation. Yeah, so Big, it's uh, equally mm-hmm. effective in that purpose. Yeah, like, but I, like, gay vibes right there. Yeah, like, but I meant really, like... Oh, go ahead, Meowth. Yeah, but I meant, like, it probably would be difficult for the censors to censor literal stabbing at the neck. I mean, I don't know. I, I'm pretty sure there's did. far more graphic things in this season. And he yeah. did totally cut his own neck in, in that scene that did go through, so... Yeah. Yeah. Um, and it actually like happened. Big, big Steins Gate vibes. Yeah, like one... It made me think of um, Okabe trying to save Mayuri, but Plus, there's the, the there there's the Monty Python and the Holy Grail rabbit scene. If we want to worry about gore, <laughs> oh, I, I still love that scene. <laughs> yeah. Like N- neither Every- me or J Mac could take that scene seriously. It, 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 okay, so it's it's not a scene <laughs> that I took seriously per se, but like it's so effed up but funny at the same well, there's time. Yeah, um, where- it was supposed to punctuate an like a emotionally hard hitting scene, but as soon as the first rabbit took a bite out of Roswell, I just couldn't help but laugh. Okay, when they were biting Roswell, that was way more dumb because like they're just nipping at him, and it's so that weird. dude just stayed there. He just like let them like yeah. yeah. I was just like oh, 
No, uh, like well, I, I mean, remember when I uh, read that in the novel though, and like it goes super graphic, like the rabbits going inside Subaru's literal like body ugh. and like up his anus and all this shit. It's like gross. Jesus. Yeah, it's like no wonder he had a freaking mind. Better in the in writing. Visually, all I can think of is get the holy hand grenade of Antioch. Yeah, but like it, it, it sort of exemplifies like yeah, there, there's a reason yeah. Super had a freaking mind break from yeah. that. Yeah, no, like, like I fully understand yeah. what, what like if it actually <laughs> happened, it would be horrifying. Just as an audience member, it's just like okay, my brain can't let go of this. I d- I don't know. Since I didn't watch that movie you talked about, I actually thought it was kind of fucked up. Yeah, I mean it is fucked up. It is, um, especially I, I, with how he, mm-hmm. the, especially with how Kobayashi was screaming. That was just. Phone chilling. Oh gosh, yeah, no, the screams were. But I'm gonna put, yeah, I'm gonna put a pin in the rabbits for a second and circle back kind of to the return by death before I forget what I wanted to say. Um, I liked how this season very much showed that um, while Subaru believed that his use of uh, return by death was selfless, in a lot of cases it was actually very selfish. Like, it made sure to point out that, yes, while some could see it as a selfless sacrifice, it's also very easy for it to be uh, seen as a selfish thing because, oh, he doesn't want anyone he likes to die. Yeah, it's also the fact that, like, Mm -hmm. if, if it is, like, actually that return by death is creating essentially alternate timelines, when, like, he uses it, he's not saving the same incarnations of those people. It only really benefits making himself happy. Yeah, no, that 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 particular uh, th- scene where like he was viewing the timelines after his death, I'm like, holy shit! Yeah, because that, that was a galaxy whole, brain moment for me. It was like, oh shit, meaning to yeah. the whole starting life in a new world. Yeah, and it all ties back to the fact that, like, yeah, Return by Death is not meant to help people around him. It's meant to, like, benefit himself. And that's why it only takes into account Subaru's needs. Like, and the whole thing of, like, okay, yeah, there's still those timelines where Subaru's dead and everyone's sad. Because the power doesn't care about that. It's just preserving Subaru. Yeah, and as far as I'm aware, the question is never definitively answered, even like in the light novels, but I, I could be wrong here, whether he actually is starting in a new timeline each time or if it's just rewinding the timeline. But either way, just... It's still horrifying. Yeah, yes. like the uh, the LNs are more vague about it. Like, it, there's they like Echidna and Subaru spend time like pondering it and they basically just reach the conclusion that like, we don't know for sure, but it might be real. It might not. Yeah. I'm just going with it does both at the same time. Yeah, because as I, because um, I, I've I having watched Space Dandy and learned a lot about how, well, I mean, I knew quite a bit about string theory even already, but Space Dandy kind of dumbs it down and makes it easy to digest. <laughs> um, you should watch Science yeah, but like each timeline could be different in that, oh, someone just decided to have cereal for breakfast one morning instead of eggs, you know. And that's the significant difference between each timeline that he starts in. But that's not neither here nor there. Now, you, you brought up Echidna. Let's talk about the witches. <laughs> oh, oh, yes, oh, the witches. 
They all crazy. Yeah. I mean, I, I really love how much of a presence uh, Echidna has in this season. Like, she, she is the Chad of the witches. I was oh, rooting definitely. for her until I learned what she did to Beatrice. Yeah, I mean, kind of same. I mean, I, 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 same I, this is probably time, terrible though. to say, but like I liked same, her more after that. Like, um, at the same time, though, it's just one of those things. It's just like, remember, she's a witch. As hot as she is, she's a witch. Yeah, it, it's like it's like from the outset, like there's definitely something off about her. So it's kind of obvious, like okay, yeah, she's not just doing this because she's a good person. But I mean, like, once you realize like how effed up she actually is, it's kind of like, huh? Another like another rule of anime: you see someone who's got the eyes half open, like at all times, you don't trust them really. <laughs> Even yeah, if they're trying like, to help you. Like you, you know they up to some shit. Like you could just look at her eyes, you could tell that she's up to some shit. <laughs> yeah, I mean, huge shout out to that super long uh, speech in the second to last episode. Oh yeah, because that was all done in one take, which is insane. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, what? which makes sense because, like, in the LN, it's also just one giant wall of text. Yep, <laughs> it goes on for like a page. So uh, they yep. did a good job of replicating that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, big shout outs to Maya Sakamoto for that. Killed that shit. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And it brings up, you know, there's the Gospel of the Witch of Envy, and then there's the Gospel of the Witch of Greed, which makes me now makes me wonder if each witch has their own gospel because, like, you know, in the book in book format. But uh, um. Bro. One interesting thing I we did learn. So, you know, in season one, it tells us, oh, the Witch of Envy created these created the mobbies and created the four great mobbies, or the three, I don't remember how many. Three. It was three or four. Three. It sounds three. correct though. Yeah. The whale, the rabbits, and one other that I can't think of. I believe of. it was the great giant serpent, if I recall correctly. Yeah, yeah black serpent. But it turns out that it was the witch of Gluttony, uh, what's her name? I forget. Uh, let me look. Daphne, if I, I believe. Yeah. Uh, yes, Daphne. And she created, and her intention behind them was that so people, so to end hunger, but the, the ending, the, the actual effect was so much different. I mean, in a sense, she did, she did end hunger for the rabbits. <laughs> Yeah, like because she like you know made a a rabbit that would never die out, never go extinct, but at the same time they were bloodthirsty. So <laughs> cute little bunnies. And also the the white whale, the white whale is giant. That thing could that thing could feed an entire fucking village. Yeah, but it also like erases everybody. Yes. Yeah. Okay. But it also kind of goes into the mentality of like why they think that way. Because like for Daphne, it's like she's not prioritizing humanity. She's like, okay, it's survival of the fittest. If they can't kill the whale, the whale will just eat everyone. The whale will get all the food. See, it all works. Happy yeah, it, life. It Yay. did really, really... Oh, go ahead. I was just crying over a whale oh. helmet. Oh, yeah. yeah. I'm scared of what will happen in EXV, Lord. Ugh. I yeah. mean, I, okay, one, one big complaint I have about this season is that they really shortened out my boy Wilhelm scenes. Wilhelm doesn't have that many scenes in Arc Four, but they 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 just shortened all of them. They they cut out one of my best scenes with like Wilhelm and Subaru, 
where like Wilhelm's t- telling Subaru like, bro, like we may have just been like uh, political allies for the white whale battle, but after that, like you you are m- one of my closest friends. I will stick up for you like no matter what. And I wanted to see that scene animated. I think that would have been great. I think we kind of got something kind of to that effect, but not as strong in like their meeting with like with Felix um, and what's her name and Wilhelm and all of them. I mean, they agreed to be that they were going to keep the Alliance. Yeah. Yeah. Like th- that, yeah. that I remember. Cause like, he's still like, they're like saying, yeah, we'll keep the Alliance. Also, but like, rip the scene was like dumb voice that. actor because I, I, the new one, I, I don't know about it's that. Like- Less of an impact because of Wilhelm's mm-hmm. character growth arc before the start of yeah. Um, I what I really oh, go ahead. Be Lord, read those EX novels for Wilhelm. I, I've started them. I just have to finish them. What I really liked in this is every time. So, it, Subaru kept trying to do the trials for in place of uh, Amelia. But also he kept, you know, and the only reason he was able to do so was because Echidna allowed it. Um, Because Echidna was kind of grooming him to become (laughs) one of her servants, uh, basically. One of her apostles, I think. Um, But but what I was actually going to say here is um, in those tea parties with Echidna, I liked how effectively it was able to communicate each witch's own senses of morality. Cause each one is vastly different in how they view the world. And it shows honestly in what little we see of them. I like the punchy one that screams and cries a lot. <laughs> I hear yeah. you by punching you and yelling at you. I also, I also, Actually, the main reason I like her is because she's voiced by one of my favorite say, Mika Kokomatsu, and I was just like, yeah. I, I, I picked that yeah. up entirely. I was just like, oh, shit. I mean, Minerva and Typhon were like the true hero, like, were two of the three true heroes of the witches in the <laughs> final episode. My favorite one was the tiny one that took off Subaru's arm. Yep, Typhon. <laughs> of course. She was adorable. I liked of her, Of course. Too. Yeah, like, the witches... I was surprised when I first like got saw them introduced. Like, there is a much more like kind of gray moral compass for all of them, and like from everything you hear, like in season one, it's like, oh, okay, the witches are just gonna be these like evil super villains that are gonna like kill everyone. But it's like, nah, they literally fit the like the like um what is it the like like the sin that they represent. Yes, and both the positive of the sin and like the negative of the sin in a way if that makes any sense mm-hmm. but like there's it's not like they're just thinking of it in one mentality and they aren't just thinking about humanity they think of it purely objectively and because of that their priorities don't align with say a human like Subaru's like because they aren't going to have those like human emotions affecting their judgment I don't yeah. love how anime as fuck they all are. I wasn't expecting them to all be anime as fuck, and I was just like, oh, oh yeah, fuck. for sure. That was great. Um, and then we get the grand mama of all of all witches. Who is that? Satella. Oh. 
Yeah. She was the most surprising witch of all of them. Yep. Yeah, I, I yeah. have mixed feelings on how they handled Satella in the anime. Yeah. Mainly because they, they cut way too much out about like, ha- who she Even is. Even from what little I've read that covers what was there, I have to agree. It did yeah. feel like the anime didn't really do too much with her aside from her exaggerated envy. Yeah, like when she was out in the real world, like, you know, when she had overtaken Amelia, there was definitely that envy going on. And oh gosh, that those were the creepiest fucking moments in the entire show. It felt like it was played for hey. effect in the. Mm-hmm. I'm just Which- saying, though, if y'all hadn't, if y'all haven't heard the I love you. I love you, I love you, I love you scene with headphones on, you should, because that shit is even more viscerally creepy. Oh, oh yeah, Because the audio just goes batshit and just goes, like, everywhere around you, and it feels like she's right My ears you. felt scared. That's... I'll yeah. have to watch that with headphones on now that I now yeah. that you say that. It yeah, reminded me of, like, freaking Hellblade, um, where, like, the oh, like, yeah, where... voice is, like, whisper in your ears. Oh, gosh, yeah, no, Hellblade. Like, you're talking about Senua's Sacrifice, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, when I started playing that, I was like, holy shit, what the fuck? <laughs> what the fuck, okay? It kind of reminded me of those, like, the those dating sim games where they whisper the I love you's in your ears, except it was scary. Instead of saying Yeah, because there was, like, 50, it was 50 million of them, and then they were all, like, different places, in like, and it just, just went around and around, and I'm just like, oh shit, oh shit, oh shit. That that really would punctuate the moment, wouldn't it? Yes, yeah. I but mean, like uh, one of the things that I felt really weird with uh, Satella is them like glossing over the whole fact that like Satella and the Witch of Envy are like a split personality, which gives a lot more context to what happens in this season when you think about it. Yeah, because mm-hmm. in the final episode, especially like. You can see that, like, that personality of Satella genuinely cares for Subaru, while the one that we see earlier, it seems like that's kind of just an insane, like, swarm of emotions. Like, Well, yeah, I mean, when we when we see the Witch of Envy, the second time that she's overtaking uh, Amelia, but hasn't quite, you know, completely taken her over, Amelia's, like, saying, you'll be mine forever and only mine, and, like... I know you rest your head in my lap. I know you like resting your head in my lap. Then you'll just be all mine. It's like, holy no, please no. <laughs> yeah, that's Ooh, I didn't know Re Zero was yonder a hentai. Oh my god. Yes. Yeah, like it was giving me like a Fate Stay Night Heavens feel vibes. Because like yeah. you have like a dark Sakura in that who's like absolutely psycho. Mm-hmm. I still gotta watch those. They just gotta put them on Netflix for fuck's sake. Come on, yeah. yeah. Goddamn. So, Greed was trying to get uh, Subaru into a contract with her, and I mean Subaru, I mean really, really should have known from like the beginning of that meeting with like as soon as she said contract, he really should have realized, oh shit, Roswell and Beatrice are in contracts and they hate their lives. I should really think this over before <laughs> before even saying a single word. But no, Subaru yeah. is Subaru, and Subaru is stupid sometimes. Oh, Beatrice's I mean, like, contract is just like... That's the most depressing part of the season for me, I think. Just seeing Beatrice being like the suicidal wreck. 
That's so sad. It really is. I can relate. I can relate. Yeah, and she's waiting for the that person who you doesn't know, exist. Who, yeah, who doesn't? Well, does and doesn't, but it's all. It all depends on who decides to be that person. Well, yeah, I mean, it, it should not made that contract with like the intent of like, okay, there is no specific that person. But I want to know. She either who has it to is. choose that just person or just not do that at all. Mm. Well, she did it with completely selfish intentions. Of I want to see who that person is. Yeah, she's like, oh, this will be fun. She's like a little lab rat. Yeah, like she wanted Subaru to keep using his return by death as a tool to collect her more knowledge for her. And then Witch of Envy or Satella appears and bitch slaps everyone in the room with words. <laughs> Including Subaru. <laughs> yeah, I totally wasn't expecting her to be like, hey, you should stop hating yourself. Don't yeah, you stop hating yourself. Like because Typhon and um, Typhon Sekhmet and Minerva were already like, "Hey, you shouldn't be using your tool like so selfishly, and you also shouldn't just sign yourself over to greed." Blah blah blah. But then uh, Satella comes on, comes in, and says, "You know, other people like you, even though you don't believe it, you shouldn't use this selfishly. You should try loving yourself more." See, they are the real villains of ReZero. We can't have ReZero without depression. How dare they end our depression? How dare they? How dare they show me sad jewels crying over dead Subaru? How dare they? Poor sad jewels. It's really rough to see, I have to admit. It's just like, ow. Especially when you said, I wanted to become your friend. That was specifically what I think we're all referencing, yes. Mm -hmm. Just ouch. (laughs) He's just such a grumpy guy, so to see him show such emotion was just... Uh, that's yeah. always, that's but we're good. we're missing out on the king MVP of the season. Let's talk about Otto, the oh. motherfucking man. God Otto is from, a, the oh, best. Oh, that's the guy to, dude. You're amazing. What the hell? Yeah, like, it it's okay. really funny because like, yeah, and from, like the first season, Otto didn't really do anything because they cut out all the scenes. He went from side character of questionable section sex or of like vague sexuality to just the absolute chat of the show. Yeah, Wait, like, vague uh, sexuality? Not from either. What? Did you think Otto was cute? It's fine if you do. I mean, I mean Otto's cute, kind of, but like But no, like he's Sometimes he seems like he's flirting with uh Subaru, sometimes he seems like he's not. Some it's, it's weird. Oh, some... the shippers are probably working on that stuff already. Oh, I'm sure. I'm sure of that. But no, uh, Otto is just in an anime where most of the characters on some level are pieces of shit. <laughs> Otto stands tall and shines pure. Yeah. It's funny how the guy relationships are shown as like probably more romantic looking than the straight ones. Yeah, I mean, it's funny because, like, I think Otto's kind of become the straight man of ReZero at this point. Cause... Oh, yeah, like the guy who's like, what the yeah, hell is like, happening? Because he like has no, like, special powers. With... Like, mm-hmm. all he can do is talk to Petrash. Yeah. He's like the one guy with Which hit me, uh, I didn't power. realize he was actually talking to her until I read the book. I'm like, oh, that's actually a power. I thought he was being a doofus to try and cheer Subaru up. No, he's just trying to court best girl. Yeah. I mean, apparently, yeah. apparently. 
I mean, what's funny is so, you know, in season one, Otto got into it for mostly selfish reasons, you know, oh, I'll get an, a lucrative trade deal. But then I the events of late season one and now season two have changed him significantly. Bromance in the air. Like he's become genuinely amazing. Like he's always there. What's funny is he's always there when Subaru needs someone the most. <laughs> yeah, and which it, is and kind funny because Subaru nice doesn't even like, realize it be... until. Mm-hmm. Oh, go ahead, Alien. Like I was saying, it's like Subaru doesn't even realize it until like the scene where Otto breaks him out, and, and he's just like, "Hey, man, we're friends. Of course, I'd do this for you." And I'm, and he's just like, "Oh, okay, yeah, I get it now." Bro, oh shit! This is what it means to have a friend. Yeah, and at first he's laughing, and Otto's like, why are you laughing at me? He's like, no, I'm not laughing at you. I'm laughing at myself for being so stupid to not realize. That that hit me. I've been there, actually. And what's, like, so great about it is it's, like, something Subaru really needed, because, like, Rem was kind of becoming that emotional support for him. And And now that that's gone, like, he's kind of going back into, like, reversing it, where he's trying to take everything in. Yeah, he had Rem who who believed in him, and he he felt like she was the only one who truly believed in him. And that was taken... It was interesting because, you know, well, season one ended with someone... with people who believed in him, but he still... But then season two starts with it punctuating the fact that he still only believed that Rem was the only one who truly believed in him. Yeah, I mean, it's yeah. like... It kind of goes in the thing where it's like, yeah, like... It's Rem like and Amelia everyone's... believe in him, but like Amelia's not in a state that can uh, carry that burden. So Subaru's kind of going back into his shell. Like it's like in the face of tragedy, Subaru's kind of hitting a slump and like reverting mm-hmm. back to his bad habits. And it's like one of those things where he kind of hold, where it kind of feels like he kind of holds Rem to that savior, to like a savior complex kind of pedestal. Yes. Where. Because, you know, Rem was one of, like, the big primary catalysts in Subaru starting to believe in himself. And then he just, oh, nope, she's gone. And then he's like, well, what the fuck do I do now? Because, like, yeah. I, th- I think at, at the, that point he just felt that everyone's just being nice to me. Yeah, and I and think so- it also, like, getting more real about it. It's kind of uh, genuine in a way where it's like, yeah, like, no one magically gets over depression or, like, uh, lack of self-worth like it's something that goes up and down and like when something bad happens you're more likely to revert and that's what happens with Subaru he's having human struggles and he doesn't know how to deal with it yeah, okay hold on depression relapse hits hard yeah. depression relapses are I just bad. had so I can't remember but didn't Subaru once tell Amelia don't like if you can't believe in yourself believe in the me that believes in you Yep, he did. He did. This season was literally everyone, especially Satella, telling him, stop believing in the... Stop... Or just believe in yourself, Subaru. Just freaking do it, Subaru. Believe in yourself. Stop trying to... Stop looking for someone who believes in you. Just believe in yourself. (laughs) Now I'm just thinking about Kamina from Gurren Lagann. (laughs) I'm sad again. Yeah, it went from the because <laughs> yeah, the message went from believe in the me that believes in you to and we realized that that was also Subaru's mindset. He believed in the uh, in Rem who believed in him. You know, having 
having seen a little bit of Amelia's psychology in some of the books, the two of them are way too similar. They're codependent. Yeah, I, I'd agree. They're, they're codependent. <laughs> yep. Mm, but yeah, I mean, Amelia also, I feel, is emotionally dependent, not only on, like, Super at this point, but, like, she was very emotionally dependent on Puck. And, like, oh, you see yeah. that in the yeah. season where, like, Puck mm-hmm. is just gone, and now she's doesn't know what to do. Like, she's yeah. casually mentioning a lot of time, like, oh, I wish Puck was here, I wish Puck was here. Because she's relied so much on Puck since she was a child, like, she doesn't know how to, like, live without him. Yeah, Puck oh, was more or less her dad. this is all according to my plan. Yeah, Puck was more or less her dad, and then Subaru was like, I mean, Subaru is a good emotional beacon of support and stuff, but it's like, like this is going to be a weird-ass comparison, but it just made me think of that one Fairly Odd Parents episode where um, Timmy wished there was like only him and Trixie on Earth, and then Trixie was just overbearing because she didn't have all, like all these. Yes. Oh my god! I remember this episode. I do too. Distinctly. <laughs> Tell I'm me, I'm old. pretty. I'm too old, so I don't even know who these people are. I know the show title. It's about it. Yeah, it it, it was an interesting episode, but but yeah, that's what that's what it kind of makes me think of because like Trixie is the witch of envy confirmed. Oh what? <laughs> I mean, yeah, it, it, it would make sense. Can that be the episode title? Oh no. Um, but now, like uh, both Amelia and Subaru Hartman are like your, uh, eat your heart out. <laughs> but now, like both Subaru and Amelia are like indulging in unhealthy habits here, yeah. And like they aren't really kind of confronting them. Yeah, um, both of them are incapable of believing in themselves, so they are very dependent on other people believing in them, while not realizing just how many people actually believe in them. And but you know who does believe in them? Rosewall. Of course, because it's all according to my plan. Hashtag oh, Rosewall yeah. did nothing wrong. Rosewall did everything wrong, and I've, I've never gone from so liking a character to so freaking hating them. I mean, it's I like, love it's just terrible like I people, so I it's, loved him even more. It's just Ooh, like Lord. I told you, Laser Kid. If you hear somebody talking like that, do not trust him. Everybody. I mean, you told me that after I told you that I was disappointed in him, but yes. Yeah. I mean, mean, like, it's just like one of those things. Like, you just look at this dude and you know that he got some agenda. You know he got an agenda. He looks like a long-haired Hisoka. That's the sketches you can get. Exactly. He looks like him. I just look like him. Like, I'm just like, nah, I like I do not like the first time I laid eyes on him in season one, I'm just like, I do they not even have similar vo- hey, they even have similar voices. They exactly. do. They, yeah. Oh god, so so what we're saying is Rosal will say Soka all along. Oh no, my what god. we're saying is do not trust motherfucking clowns, man. Yeah. <laughs> do not trust motherfucking clowns. Gosh, I still do need not. to put together I mean speaking I mean, of Rosal. I still need to put together a Roswell cosplay. Alien, they make the clown so sexy and animated. It's hard. Um, this is why you don't think with the, your ovaries and or dick. The interesting thing about Roswell is he doesn't think he's doing anything wrong. He is just following what's in the book. Wait, can I? I yeah, like he, he's Roswell. following his gospel essentially. Wait, and I like he's not really know. questioning anything in it. Wait, I need mm-hmm. to say something. S- say something. I thought Roswell looked hotter without the makeup. 
Um, Gosh, I agree with you. I Gosh, love when Rosewall goes like eyes. more like psycho at I the mean, end. Hey, like the he only takes time... off the makeup. Yeah, the only yeah. time we've hey, remember the only time we've seen him in the in the nude is without his makeup. So, mm. um, anyway, um, I would actually have to agree. I don't think I don't even think Rosewall is malicious. I think he means well, but he's obviously playing way too much of a hardball to realize that he's doing more harm well, than good. Well, here's what yeah. here's the thing. We know what Echidna promised. We know because she offered it to Subaru. Echidna promised the best possible future. Yep. Yep. But then and therefore a- he's just trying to achieve that best possible future. But Subaru I actually agree. Subaru is kind of throwing simultaneously throwing a wrench in his work in the works and also helping to achieve some of that. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I think part of it, too, is, like, they amplify this more in, like, the novels, too, in the earlier conversations with uh, Rosewall. But, like, yeah, like, when Subaru's, like, talking to Rosewall, he knows that, like, Rosewall's, everything Rosewall's saying is true. Like, Rosewall's not lying to him. Like, he genuinely believes that he's doing the right thing. But it's because, like, he doesn't have enough context about, like, what Subaru's power actually does or how it works, and also just his heavy reliance on the gospel. Well, he even said, as he was being torn up by bunnies, find the one thing you care about, and you too can become like me. God, you look so hot being torn up by the bunnies. Yeah, and it also, I think, goes back to the fact, like, he doesn't care if it's his own incarnation that achieves his goal. He just wants some version of himself regardless of timeline or like universe or whatever to just achieve his goal which is really bizarre in a way i mean he's he's self-admitted to being insane so i think that goes a long way for that yes yeah i mean he's been around for 400 years too so i think like anyone would be insane that long that'll, that'll do it to you for sure yeah this reveal does paint a lot of his things in a new light because like he rescued rem and rom and part of me wonders if he did that because the book told him to or because he just saw a need i'm guessing because the book told him to i'm guessing the book had him set up the attack and then show up as a savior for the purpose of using the both of them that's my guess yeah, I mean, like, they, they hinted at, like, his eventual goal um, in season one, which I think was, like, slaying the dragon. Yeah. 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 So, like, I guess it, it it's, I guess, like, it's all implied, like, this will all help him eventually slay the dragon. So what Subaru should do is just go waste life after life against the dragon. No. <laughs> <laughs> he'll, he'll befriend the dragon. It'll no, be, no. like, a well, You've got a bro, your, your your bro named Wilhelm. Just go take him to go fight that dragon. Oh my god. You can wear like 12 pieces. Well, or, or bring Reinhard. Like, Reinhard fought Puck in that one timeline. Wilhelm. Bring both of them. Bring all your buds. Bring all the fighting buds. You got lots of fighting buds. Let's go yeah. just take on this freaking dragon. Hey, we took out the white whale. We can do or, that. Maybe or he can. Dragon. Or he can pull the Shrek and fuck the dragon. Oh no! <laughs> oh oh no. god! But he's never Bloody gonna. He would he'd never be able to cheat on 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 his precious melee. So I don't think that's gonna happen. 
Wait, I thought Donkey fucked the dragon. Yes. Exactly. That, yes. That's what I was referring to. I mean, so, Shrek probably uh, cupped in the corner. Uh, so Otto, we have a uh, we have a new mate for you. You'll even be able to communicate. Oh, oh my god! god. <laughs> oh my god! No! no. no. Of course no. not! I'd be kidding, <laughs> oh my god! We'll ship the dragon with be, the trash. That, that would be, be the off. that would be the I'm weirdest surprised. threesome ever. I'm surprised Laser suggested that before I did. Uh, okay, so here, like, so. I just had a thought. I, I got that. Earlier on, I said everyone on some level is a piece of shit. Is Garfield truly a piece of shit, or is he just completely uninformed on on stuff? Uh, I think he's just uninformed for, to a certain degree. I, I, given self I've read, I can definitely say uninformed. Yeah, he's, he's, he's stupid. Really, he's just he's just he, stupid. He's he's Which very impulsive. Stupid. He's really stupid and loud, like Bakugo, except hotter and uh, you know Which, not not. <laughs> I mean, he's Bakugo. Bakugo could turn into Tony the Tiger. It's, it's Bakugo plus Inosuke. It's he's Bakugo plus Inosuke. Oh my gosh, I mean, you're right. Yes, he totally you know, is. You know, the funny thing is, in Japanese, uh, uh, Garfield was also Bakugo. That, that explains yeah, I a actually, lot. Actually. I, actually did see, I actually did see that when I was looking up voice actors. Good old Okamono. Mm-hmm. But also big, uh, big, big, ginormous fucking shout outs to Zeno Robinson for like actually being perfect. Oh, so when I heard, yeah, when I heard his voice, when I heard his voice in the English dub, and I didn't, I hadn't even seen his face. I'm like, oh, that's Garfield. That's definitely Garfield. That yep. that is exactly the voice of Garfield, and I don't even need to need to see his face to confirm that it's Garfield. <laughs> True, but, but does he hate Mondays? Yeah. I mean, no, if, but he'll if, Subaru, if Subaru changed his name to Monday, then yes. <laughs> but then who would be the lasagna? Ram. Ram. <laughs> oh my god, no! I mean, you, you know he definitely wants a piece of that ram pie. I mean, so I'm guessing I'm he's only going to eat the cheese. Oh my god. Ram? Ram, by the way, I love her a lot. Because she's just so blunt Maybe I mean, about everything. What do you mean, Ram? Ram, yeah, Ram. Who's Ram? I don't know Ram. I hate Sorry. you all so very much. I mean, Ram, Ram, is all, Ram was also blunt, but Ram is blunt in a way that doesn't pull punches. I mean, Ram she's a blunt savage. object now. Ram is savage. Yeah. yeah Ram just gives zero fucks Thanks. about Thanks. how you Thanks. feel. Thanks. Laser Kid hates Roswell because he's manipulative. I hate Roswell because he killed Ram in that one time. <laughs> oh, God. I hate him. Oh, don't worry. I hate him for that, too. I thought it was pretty hot seeing him use a knife and whispering to Ram's ear. Didn't he just use his hand? And I was yeah. Just like, yeah, he just fucking straight Mortal Kombated her and yeah. Garfield at the same time. As you do. I mean, that's, that's what you do when you're a hot clown. You just kill and your servants. What was interesting is, you know... We, by the way, that moment, by the way, was brilliant. Yes, yes, it was. I really wanted. I to. won't let you hurt my master. What the fuck are you talking about? He's crazy. Hey, I'm gonna kill both of you. Cool. See. But no, what was brilliant about it was, you know, earlier on, and also with any other person, they would have been in the depths of despair over this death. Subaru was just like. In, internally, he's like, okay, I'm going to... Next time, I'm not going to bring them in here so that uh, he doesn't kill them. And but So he was just more angry. 
And that is like that is when uh, Roswell truly like one hundred percent knew. Like he, I'm sure he had like I'm sure he was like almost one ninety percent certain before, but like that is when he one hundred percent knew. Okay, you are able to do something. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Roswell, yeah, Roswell's very, very percept, a very perceptive guy because he was just like the way super. The way Subaru acts in like some of those world lines, he's just like, I'm getting the feeling that you ain't this ain't the first time you've done this. And then he does he kills like the both of them and then doesn't see Subaru just like screaming in like agony or like grief or whatever. He's just like, Oh yeah, yeah. Roswell's just like you're that's pretty sus. Shit. He's like, Yeah, you've seen yeah, shit. He's got I know you've seen going. some shit. Like I just killed that is something I do like about where yeah, this eventually goes. People, killed two people right in front of you and that's how you had. I was like, "Oh yeah, you've seen some shit." It's a Roswell created up. among us. Yes, it's a slow build, but we're like more and more. Roswell's just like, "Yeah, I know you're looping. How you doing?" And I, like, if you watch earlier episodes, he's noticing earlier. He's like, uh, at one point, uh, says something like, "Uh, this time, blah blah," and then, and uh, Roswell's just like, "Oh, this time, mm-hmm. huh?" Yeah, no, I. Roswell reads the subtitles. He, yeah, knows, no, Ros- he knows exactly what's going on. <laughs> Roswell has read the light novels. Oh my god. No, no. Plot twist. Roswell wrote the light novels. Gas. <laughs> but extra plot twist is gospel is literally just the volume of the light novel. That's what I was thinking. Like it's literally <laughs> just a novel that they're reading. That yeah. would be kind of funny. That, to be honest, I really want to what did you what did what you cut out for a second meowth what did you say no i said to be honest i just really wanted to be sandwiched in that moment of time it looked really allison why you die that's why beatrice's book was empty after a certain points because beatrice stays in the library too long and hasn't ordered the new volumes off of amazon prime okay can we beatrice by the way oh my god plus the assassins we have not talked about them once in this entire show. No, we haven't. Oh, no, yeah, we I, haven't. I, I legit was not expecting to see her Elsa again. Cause like I, I almost forgot about her because you know she was like only in like the first episode and then yeah, no, Elsa scares me. And then she's just like, Hey, I'm she's bad. truly I'm psychotic. I'm still wanting to take your order. We're still watching season one. J Mac found out she'd be in it'll come back later and he's like, Oh, she'll be back. I'm like, Oh, okay. Well, I didn't actually find out. I I, I kind of just like she's gonna be back. She didn't die. She's gonna yeah, be back. You you said that, and then you look kind of looked it up, and then said, "Yeah." I actually didn't look it up. I I, I said I've seen pictures of her. She's got to be more important than just a one time thing. <laughs> I kind of forgot about her, and then I had to Same. go. Back, like I mean, her. if not for that interaction, whichever way that went, I mm. wouldn't have remembered her. Like I, I, I remembered her solely because first antagonist and like you know I always kind of remember the first she, bad and guy. She, well, she's memorable in my opinion. She is so psychotic. Hey, she's I'm gonna fucking that. like she just fucking collects people's small intestines and shit. Like, I'm well, just, like she just mm. she kills people to watch how they die. Yeah, I mean that sounds like fun. Who doesn't love cutting open bellies? I mean, yeah. and which then, is like, why but, which is why she was so fascinated when she killed Beatrice. Yeah, he's like, hey, how, hey, hey, you're a spirit. How do spirits die? Oh, okay, that's how spirits die. Yeah, I also 
did not see the second assassin coming at yeah. all. Oh, really, it was a bit of a surprise because, like, it, I didn't realize this until I rewatched season one. But like, yeah, they imply that like, okay, Maylee was a spy when she was like just hanging around them with like the demon dogs. But Part like, I wasn't me- expecting her to come back with Elsa as like an assassin. Part yeah, of me right. believes that Maylee may have been also one of the ones to like. Dis- or to sabotage that crystal. I mean, under Roswell's order, of course, but with everything we've learned that ha- has happened around Roswell Manor has been under his orders. That part when she was just like, uh, I was sad to see that the other maid was Petra, and I was just like, bruh. Uh. <laughs> I made sure she had a fast death, so she wasn't it's like, like what is wrong with you if that's actually your friend? Just leave them out of it or something. Just a kid, anyway. Nah, she got yeah. to make that bank, though. She she understands like, the hustle, and I respect it, even though yeah. she's still evil. She's doing her job, and I, she's doing it well. It seems like she's uh, on par with uh, Elsa in terms of kill count. Like uh, That's a big accomplishment for a child. Yeah. I am not going to give that any credit. I've got an army of she, she's, she's got an army of she's got an army of cute black puppies, man. You like? Yeah. She's she, gonna move on to do great things. She's got. She's good with animals. Yeah. Yeah. Who doesn't well, why love are you all, Why are you all so evil? And how did I get here? Because we tricked you. Because we well, watched because Re-Zero. I arranged it. We all uh, we watched Re-Zero. Like, Jay um, Mac, to go over to your house and smack you. Yeah, but okay, but like going back to what uh, Jay Mac was saying about the crystal. I don't know what's up with that crystal. Like, it's, I, I, I don't think it's tampered with. I think it's genuinely like there's some catalyst ward that Subaru is not realizing. Oh, I don't even know. I was talking about the, the I was talking about the warding crystal in the forest in season one, but oh, um, that one. I think the te- the crystal itself was a tele. I'm pretty sure it was explained that those crystals were teleportation crystals and or warding crystals that just kind of kept the mob beasts away. Yeah, but also yeah, th- those crystals. Well, no, yeah, they were I was talking about the crystal. This time, I've just transitioned to the crystal that um, um, Amelia was wearing um, just now. Yeah, the one that uh, Garf and uh, yeah, apparently like his sister have. They're teleporters as well, and there's there's just a lot about them. Like I feel like I don't know if Roswell was telling the whole truth when he said, "Oh, you saved her by taking that necklace off of her," or something like that. Yeah, because it, it definitely like seems it like withholding it, information. It seems like it does teleport like them back to like the laboratory area of the sanctuary, but we don't know like what exactly causes it to like activate. Because when when he had it, when he took it off of uh, when Subaru took it off of um, Amelia, it warped him out of the out of the um, carriage. So. Yeah, it was interesting. Yeah, maybe, maybe the crystal did actually protect her because uh, no half blood can pass in or out of that without the crystal. Well, no. So the half bloods can get in; they just can't get out. Ah, uh, it's one ways. You can check in, but you can't check out. Yeah, you can check out anytime you like, but you can never leave. The sanctuary is just hotel. We, California. we need we need a we need a Roswell cover of that song now. Oh, oh my god. Uh, Hotel Rosewall. 
Oh no, as well. Oh god, I just I just had a bad thought because of that. Mm. Okay, that's the title of this and episode, Hotel is... Rosewall. I, I approve. Welcome yeah. to the Hotel California. <laughs> you can uh. check out anytime you want, but you can never leave. Uh, is there any other uh, thing we wanted to talk about? I'm pretty sure there like was. We covered most of the big things. Oh, Oh, I feel like we missed something. Um, something Otto, I at, wanted the, to, Otto at the very end. Some, I don't remember what he said to Subaru, but it was pretty cool. Basically, stop. The, the gist of it is basically stop trying to do it all by yourself. Something to the effect of stop trying to act so cool around your friends, or basically don't don't put on airs that you're fine around your friends when you're not fine. Something along those lines. I love I love the part before that though. He's just like, all right. Here's what I need you to do. I need you to just take a couple deep breaths, okay? All right, Super's like, okay. And then just all of a sudden, Falco punch! That's the point where Otto went from good boy to MVP. It's just like, damn, he did it. Yeah, I mean, I guess like, oh, this is something I want to talk about, like the ending of this part of the season. Um, So on Twitter... Nagatsuki implied that, like, originally this season was intended to air just straight through as two cores from, like, April to, like, October um, with, like, no break. So, like, it definitely feels like they didn't really change course at all and, like, they just kept their plan as is for the adaption rate. Because I feel like it would have been better to end it off at the end of the witch's tea party but if like they intended for the next like 12 episodes to just run as is it would have made sense to end the episode off how they did it definitely definitely gave that vibe and it's just like one of those things i remembered oh yeah it would have just been straight through if it wasn't for this stupid virus yeah because i think the whole logic with it too was like it was gonna end around uh emilia's birthday yeah that makes sense. A lot of things got fucked by the virus. Yeah. So, I mean, it happens. And, I mean, hey, like, I guess, like, split core works for me personally. I know some people prefer to binge Reezer all the way through. But. Fuck you, Villorn. <laughs> I'm just going to be in the dungeon after this, I think. I think we're all going to be in the dungeon after this. I mean, I'll bring the ReZero novel, so we'll have something to do. That sounds good. I'll bring my Dendrogram novel, so we'll have something else to do. Ooh, fun. Oh yeah, now I remember what I wanted to fucking talk about. Dendrogram? I wanted to see more of, um, Frederica. Oh. Oh, yeah. I always thought that Frederica was a pretty intriguing character, with how, like, kind of little they revealed of her. But... Like, you know, she was kind of just at, at the mansion and then she just died repeatedly. So I like, get the feeling we'll get a lot more of her in the near future. Yeah, I, yeah, def- I can definitely, definitely will. Yeah, I and they, they cut out her. a bit of her stuff with uh, Ram and like their dynamic because they do go a bit into like uh, her relationship with like Ram like in the past and mm-hmm. like also kind of the her implied relationship with Ram, even though like. They don't remember the memories with Rem. Yeah. But yeah, I, I hope we like we do get like more uh screen time with her kind of in the present. Like obviously like 
whenever we eventually get backstories and more context for Garfield, I'm sure, like, uh, Frederica will be involved with that. But, like, uh, I guess, like, helping in kind of the kind of group effort um, with the current challenge in the sanctuary and the mansion. Yeah, I definitely got that feeling that there was, like, going to be more, that there should have been more to to her and her, like, her uh, her past and stuff. And I was a little bit sad that we didn't get that much in the anime because it kind of just made her made her feel like she was just there. But I hope that, you know, later we get we get more of her. So I, I thought she was pretty, pretty interesting. Yeah, I mean, that that's the big thing I've kind of realized with the anime for ReZero. It's like at times it feels more like an overview of the story rather than a kind of in-depth look. Because um, like. The thing about the ReZero novels is that they are dense as heck. Like, like there's so there's so much information now, in them. Yeah, just just comparing the little bit that I had to cross over with. Oh my gosh, you're not wrong. Those yeah, are- like um, like what? it almost feels like the anime kind of tells it mostly from Subaru's perspective, which which makes sense. But then, like at the same time, we kind of lose out on some of the some of the more intricate parts of like the other characters. Yeah, because, like, the thing the thing with the novel is that it is third-person, but it's, like, limited third-person, so, like, it's only streaming through Subaru's thoughts, but also kind of will think, like, okay, this is what Subaru's thinking, but this is what Subaru thinks this person is thinking while he's thinking this. <laughs> so it, it, gets, it gets into this very much kind of, like, okay, this is what everyone is thinking from Subaru's mindset. But that doesn't really work in an anime where you can't just, like, have a bunch of, like, walls of dialogue for, like, hours on end. Like, you have to have a bit more, like, forward momentum. Yeah, it only really works if you're Monogatari. Yeah. No, we should just watch, <laughs> we should just all, we should just see it all from Melaquera's uh, uh, point of view. Are the novels worth rereading from the beginning, even if you already watched season one slash season two, core one of the anime, or not? I mean, no. Okay. Yes and no. So no. <laughs> like you're not going to like the story. The story covers everything in the anime. Like Sorry. all the major plot beats are covered. But if you want to know more about like the world of ReZero and like more in depth like backstories about all the characters. That's where the novels excel a lot better, because you get a lot bigger picture of like, okay, this is how everything works. This is how magic works. This is how the whole kingdom operates. The whole racial classes, like all all of like the world building and kind of like bigger picture stuff. The novels go a lot more into. Okay, so I guess. Maybe just read EX if you want to know more about stuff. I mean, I'd say read wanna... EX regardless because EX hasn't been adapted. I guess and if the you EX like... novels are awesome. I guess if you really don't feel like re-experiencing the story again, then just start from where the anime left off. But otherwise, if you want, if you want to go back and see how it was originally written, plus get some a little bit of extra detail on certain things, then yes, yeah, sure, go read the old novels. Yeah, I mean, like, you're gonna miss out on a few things by watching the anime, but it's like, if you're only an anime-only viewer, I don't think you're gonna feel like you're missing out on much. 
it's one of those things you're like, you only notice it because it's not there. Makes sense. Makes sense. I guess one of the big benefits of having ReZero animated is that we get amazing voice work, so. Yeah. Plus, and, like, when there is a fight scene, it usually looks pretty okay. And the music yep. is so good. Oh, God, yes, the music. The the, uh, the audio-visual design in general in ReZero is fucking amazing. Oh, yeah, it's, yeah. it's, a, it's, like, it's it is, a treat. Like, it is probably... I don't know if I'll say the best in like that I've seen in like the past decade, but it's definitely top five. Yeah. Also, I dang, am the OPs and the EDs this time oh, around. Whenever we get them, when we get them, because they don't like to do them all, all the time. But oh yeah, yeah they, they are great. I, I think, will say not only for I the am, song too, but like the actual visuals and the subtlety yeah. and the details. Like, um, I really love in the ED where like you see like the butterfly like going on to Beatrice, and then it, like, slowly dies afterwards while she's crying. It's like, fuck. I think the OP only played maybe two or three times in the whole actual show. I counted, like, yeah, three or four. Yeah, checks out. Yeah, there were a lot of cold opens in that season, which I thought was a very interesting uh, directorial choice, but it worked. Yeah, I mean, there, there's so much to cover that I feel like they kind of had to. Because <laughs> that, that was the same with... Uh, the second half of uh, ReZero, uh, season one, where, like, I don't remember the opening being used, like, more than, like, three or four times. Yeah, I'm just, like, not used to it, because, like, even JoJo, with how many times it had a cold opening, we still were at the OP at least, like, maybe almost ten times. That's, like, the only other anime I remember that does the cold opens with no opening song. Yeah, which is kind of, like, an interesting move, because usually, like, uh, studios or, like, music producers, like, pay to, like, have a song in, like, the show. So it's like, huh, like, it's kind of like they, they're prioritizing definitely kind of telling the story over kind of just, like, just, here's the song, go buy it. Yeah, which is interesting. Also, a lot of the episodes weren't really standard anime length they were mostly 25 minutes with like one episode being 28 minutes long yeah very meaty like when i was binging a few of them i was like huh this is taking me longer than usual then i looked at the time codes and i'm like oh yeah these aren't normal length episodes oh okay then <laughs> yeah i think we've covered basically all the ground that we were thinking of covering how much time? I, got, did you try? I just saw the best comment ever, by the way. It says Roswell is a man who can show you his whole hand, but you'll still lose because you don't know what the fuck game he's playing. Mm. That is yeah. true. That is absolutely <laughs> true. Yeah. Uh, oh, Roswell. Hey, I, I got I got one question before we tap out, though. All right. Mm-hmm. Be honest. How many of y'all would drink the tea? Hmm. I, I guess I would. Stupid. I'm not gonna lie. I wouldn't have even thought of it being a problem, so I would have. Well, if you knew, would you drink it? Oh, if I knew, no. I would still like, drink it. Like how many? How many of you would drink the tea after you? After you knew? Definitely. <laughs> I would totally me. do it. Eh, I probably would, mostly because I wouldn't care. I mean, I don't even drink it is, tea, a, but... I, I, it is weighing the present. I mean, pro, you get access to certain things. 
through her witch authority, but exactly on your drinking. Mean, some of us are just things. into that, J-Mac. I mean, I ain't gonna lie. I would bottoms up the fuck out of that shit. Now I need to drink tea. <laughs> Don't think I would have pulled a super and drank it all at once, but I would have been like, hmm, yes, this is a nice tea. Mm, mm, That's how you court a witch, though, is you gotta drink her fluids. I mean, I would have probably, because I would have been stupid. I don't think I would have thought of it. I would have probably just drank it slowly, noticed it tasted funny, and then just keep drinking anyways, thinking, oh, it's probably just some sort of spice or something. Yep, that's what I would have done, too. That That's me also. And then she told me I would have just been like, oh, that's cool. Can probably would have been like, well, shit, I guess can, I'm screwed. Can you teach me how to do that? That's what I did. But I guess instead of drinking fluids, we should get out of here. So, Alien, where can people find you? You can find me on the Twitter.com at Alien Renegade. You can find me on the YouTube under Alien Renegade videos. And you can find all of my music on every major streaming service. Just look up Amperin and yeah. Awesome. And Laser, where can people find you? People can find me on Twitter at LaserKidPrime. You can also find my uh, Toonami-focused articles over on Toonami Faithful. And JMac, where can people find you? Uh, you can find me on Twitch and YouTube as JMacAfreak. Uh, you can also find me on Twitter at RealJMacAfreak. And you know, just about anywhere else online, I'm JMacAfreak. Awesome. And Allison, where can people find you if you don't want to murder them? At Beyond My Nutrition on Twitter.com. Currently surviving the academic hell that is college. Don't take an enemy in physiology, kids. It's very difficult. Oh, college. I remember those days. But yeah, definitely follow all these folks. They're all amazing people. But if you're interested in what I do, you can follow me on Twitter at VLordGQZ. I'm usually on there talking about whatever manga I'm reading, uh, writing reviews, and not sleeping. But you can also find my manga and light novel focus reviews over on all-comic.com and my Tanami-related writings over on TanamiFaithful.com. I also have recently started streaming on Twitch. Um, right now I'm going through Dragon Quest, the original. Um, and I'll probably end up going through Dragon Quest 2 after I beat it. So if you're interested in seeing me fail at Dragon Quest, uh, check me out on Twitch at twitch.tv slash VLGTZ. And then we dive into the podcast where I do quite a bit. Uh, first up, we have the Demon Slayer podcast which all these fine folks have been on. You can follow that on Twitter at the D Slayer Podcast. And then I have the Shaman King Podcast, Oversoul, which I recently started with Sakaki and Marion. That can be found on Twitter at Shaman King Pod. So if you're interested in Shaman King or are checking out the brand new release from Kodansha, uh, definitely go give it a listen. And then as far as Dumb Weaves is concerned, 
You can find the Dumb Weaves Podcast on Twitter at Pod, and uh, you can follow that uh, for any updates on the podcast. And the podcast, along with all my other podcasts, are streaming on basically every platform out there. Anchor, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, you name it, we're there. So just go look them up, uh, listen to them, subscribe, just enjoy them. And yeah, that does it for this episode, though. So we will see you guys later. Roswell's a synth for echidna.